Hallelujah. You know, last week we spoke, we've been speaking on competence, which is one of the words for, for wisdom. And um, we were talking about shrewdness and craftiness. Aren't you glad the enemy cannot out-trick you? But there's a wisdom available that you're able to outdo him. And as we said, if the principalities and powers would have known what they were doing when they, when they crucified our Lord, they wouldn't have crucified him. But aren't you thankful for wisdom that is able to build and keep you? Tonight I want to speak about something, uh, a few more words if we can, because there are seven words in this one area of wisdom that's called competence. And uh, we can find it first and look with me in Proverbs chapter 1, verse 4. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 4. If you're taking notes, if you're interested in the Hebrew, it's M-Z-I-M-M-A. This is the second word we're studying on tonight. M-Z-I-M-M-A. And we find it the first time here in Proverbs chapter 1, verse 4. It says, To give prudence to the simple and to the young man knowledge and discretion. Amen? It goes on, it says in one translation of the living here, it says, The Proverbs will give you insight, will give insight to the simple and knowledge and discernment to the young. I want you to write down the word discretion. This is the second word for wisdom we're going to study tonight. Discretion. And uh, a real important word. And uh, one of the definitions means it's the ability to form plans or the capacity to determine what's right or what's innocent. Discretion. How many of you know what's on the movies a lot of times when it's PG, PG-13? Parental discretion advised. And this word discretion, it means the same thing. It means the capacity to know what is pure and perfect and what is evil and bad. And, and these words tonight are going to help us in any areas that we may be battling in temptations and in habits and sin and sinful practices. Uh, we're going to see some areas tonight that is going to help us. But one thing is to fight the temptation, the sin. Another thing is to pulverize the sin and the temptation. And discretion helps us to know what is right, what is not right. For example, use our discretion about this is good, this is not good. For example, when my wife and I lived in South America, we went to the beach one time. And when we were at the beach, her and I, was we had our towels out and we were laying down. We didn't have kids then. And we were laying down at the beach and I, I, I felt something fall on the side of me. And I looked up and there was a, a young lady putting her towel next to mine. And she looked like she'd have nothing but shoestrings on and so I had to close my eyes and hold on to my wife and follow her <laughs> around, you know, so we could get to the car. Discretion told us, don't go back. They're running around naked on that beach, half naked. Discretion says, don't go back. If you know that there's going to be something evil, something dangerous, discretion says, don't go. I have people ask me all the time, Pastor, what's wrong about going dancing? There's nothing wrong about going dancing. Well, you may not be doing nothing wrong, but how are the people dressed there? Where are you going dancing? How are they moving their bodies? One says it's good. Everybody's saying, you're religious. No, I'm just, I'm just bringing something up here. I'm just bringing something up. Discretion. The wisdom to discern what's pastor riding, what's pastor doing in a car with a lady different than his wife? Well, it's a sister who needed a ride. 
Well, discretion says call another sister to come pick this sister up and bring her home. Discretion says you don't go to a brother or sister's house when you know they're at the house alone, even if they are crying and even if they are needing counseling. Is there is your husband there? No. Well, then my wife's not with me right now. I cannot go. Oh, but I need you right now. Well, you got the Holy Ghost. Discretion will keep you from being even being in a position where you could even be talked about or said, I saw him at that place at three o'clock in the morning. You didn't see me. Discretion will tell you to stay away from even the appearance of evil. Amen. It took one time to know we can't go back to that beach and we didn't go back the rest of the time we, we lived in that certain city. Discretion says you don't do certain things that would hurt, harm, or hinder. What is wrong with going dancing? Well, I think, you know, man, put you on some good music and dance with your wife or your husband at home. I don't think there's nothing wrong with that. But you go to some of these places where you dance, and they're acting like a bunch of wild, savage monkeys. And you just call National Geographic to come film them. Because they're shaking and dressed and discretion. Listen, church. I'm talking about dancing, but how about discretion in the way we dress? How about discretion in how we hug our brothers or our sisters? How about discretion on how we speak to those of the opposite sex? Wisdom is saying, if you don't want to be tempted, I'll give you discretion to keep you from getting close to the temptation. And this is one of these words that the Lord wants to teach us tonight. And uh, chapter 1, verse 4 there, uh, I've got some little Hebrew things here that I feel is important. It's to provide uh, the simple ones with cleverness. Wow, that's clever. Amen, that's wisdom. It means a virtue that enables a simple person to deal with problems and the temptations of life. Is one who does, it's one who studies wisdom and allows himself to be persuaded by wisdom instead of evil inclinations. We're talking about um, discretion. Uh, the youth aren't in here, but I'll share it with y'all in here. And somebody listen to this CD. Discretion. Young man's courting you. Oh, baby, I love you. And your eyes are so beautiful. You're the most beautiful woman I've ever seen. I love you. Well, I love you too. Well, listen, since we love each other. What's holding us back from sleeping together? I want to show you my love in every way. And the young lady, oh, I don't want to hold myself back either because I just want to show I love you in every way. Discretion says you're a fool. Amen. It's heading towards sin. Discretion says make that cheapo wait till he gives you a ring and says I do. Then he can have what he wants and you can too. And it's all done in the order of God. Amen? Amen. Discretion. There's something wrong with this. That this person's talking to me too sweet. This person's treating me too good. This person's complimenting things he shouldn't be complimenting. All these different things in discretion is saying, a clamation mark saying, be careful there. Watch out. You don't want to be fooled. Well, you know, I'm too strong. I'm too spiritual. I'm too holy. I'm a reverend. I'll never do that. Uh Uh-uh. Woe to him who says he's not able to fall. 
least he fall into the temptation. And so wisdom is saying discretion here. You are quiet. Amen? Being discreet. You know, I've talked to believers who had money. And some brother comes through and says, my ministry and my business, first of all, it's a ministry. And it's also business to invest your money. My ministry is to go around helping brothers and sisters invest their money. So if you will give me your retirement plan, I will invest it and it will come back in such great dividends that you're going to be able to retire at 55. Oh, hallelujah. God supplies in mysterious ways. And without investigating the guy, without checking him out 25 years, just because he says he's a Christian, I've known believers who are millionaires who end up giving hundreds of thousands to these people without discretion. And guess what? This brother, he had a ministry, all right, to steal, kill, and destroy. And so we have to use discretion. We have to walk in wisdom. And that's what this is teaching us here, to be careful of of these different ways. It talks about the art of a person who can persuade through sweet-talking others into doing wrong. Uh, also about uh, recognizing someone else's evil designs, what they're planning or what they're up to, and withstanding the walls of evil inclinations and to repulse them, to stand against them, and to have knowledge. And you might want to write this word down, forethought. Forethought. Now, what will this look like? How could this be judged? What is this that's going around? So we have to give it forethought and, and be careful with those things. And the next scripture, I'll just read it to you. In uh, Proverbs, Proverbs 8, 12. Uh, the other scriptures are Proverbs 2, 11, 3, 21, 5, 2. But let me read to you 8, 12. It says, I am wisdom and I dwell in shrewdness. I provide knowledge of designs. And it talks that about having a, being able to outwit and to outmaneuver uh, the things of the enemy. And so uh, you could just write that down. But let me give you some more definition here of uh, discretion. It means to determine, to sentence, to sentence, to sentence something like that is sentenced to death in my life. Carefulness, write that down. Carefulness, discretion is carefulness. And write this down, caution. You heard the old saying, some people throw caution into the wind. But, but listen, wisdom is saying, don't throw caution into the wind. Amen? Be careful. You know, some people come and they come to the church, and especially when you come from a denominational church. And you come and you go, you know, I've never been to a non-denominational church sometimes. And pastor would offend you to come and ask you questions and find out what organization you belong to. And if you have a pastor and, and all these different questions. Listen, that's wisdom. That's being careful because there's churches that rise all the time. And it says in the last days, many will be deceived. So that's why it's so important. Find out about the history of the ministry. Find out about the the history of the ministers and the elders and find out the ministry of the different children's. Because, you know, before we hire anybody, we have to do a background check on whoever we hire. Well, there's nothing wrong with you doing a background check. You can you can ask us anything. Because why? You have to be careful. Amen, church. Y'all are quiet here tonight. Amen. Discretion. It means to be careful. Caution. Listen to this now. Tactfulness. Diplomacy. Listen to this. Sensitivity. Talks about holding in our will and our inclination. Now, write this down. 
discretion. This is what it means in the Hebrew. Discretion comes through penetrating analysis. Penetrating analysis. Uh, boy, I found that interesting. Penetrating analysis, which means if there's some walls and some veils and some misconceptions, I've got to keep investigating until I, I, I go through the walls. There's something hidden. And so that means discretion means I'm going to do some penetrating analysis. And this is the ending of that penetrating analysis that lead to a clear and full comprehension. Discretion comes through penetrating analysis that leads to a clear and full comprehension of the principles of mortal law. Moral law, I'm sorry, moral law. But penetrating analysis that leads to a clear and full comprehension of principles and moral law. Discretion. Well, somebody said discretion is putting two and two together but keeping your mouth shut about the answer. Sometimes it's it's a wise thing to know something. But it's also wiser discretion to know not to say something. Amen. Okay. It means uh, it's the opposite. It also can work in the area of perversion, discretion to do evil. Job 21, 27. Job 21, 27 in the Living Bible says, look, I know what you're thinking. I know the schemes you plot against me. I know what you're thinking. Thank God for the word of knowledge and discernment and discretion. I know what you are thinking, so use wisdom and knowledge. Psalms 102 verse 4. Let them be caught in the plots which they have devised. Let them be caught in the plots which they have devised. If someone has been plotting against you, someone is trying to set you up, Someone is sweet-talking, as we read the definition in the Hebrew, how much you mean to me, how much you care, how special, how sweet. And, 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 and you just sense there's something that's not sincere in the way they say it. Well, you do it at work, at, with boss, in school, school teachers. A lot of funny stuff going on in schools. So be careful, discretion. It goes on to say in uh, Psalms 21, verse 11. Although they plot against you, their evil schemes will never succeed. Can I hear an amen? amen? Verse 12. They will turn and run when they see your arrows aimed at them. Praise God. They will turn and run. Schemes is not going to work. Amen? amen? Hallelujah. Aren't you glad you're protected? In fact, that is our next word that we'll be studying after these words on wisdom is divine protection that comes through wisdom. And thank God we can have it. It says it talks about the divine source of wisdom in, in Proverbs eight twelve. I wisdom dwell with prudence and find out knowledge and discretion. It comes through listening to the word. It's what makes one resourceful, able to think out plans for action, able to think out plans for action. Church, we need this at this hour more than ever, especially as you hear the prophets telling us about the age we live in, the times we live in, the days we live in. Uh, you know, everybody, I mean, the government and all that, they're all saying, this is the perfect time to go out and buy out a new car. Well, God told me to sell mine. So I sold, I sold our family vehicle a year, I mean, a month ago. Because the Lord just put on my heart, I need to get rid of it and pay some debts off. So uh, I sold our, our, our Tahoe. And the government says go buy because they need your money. But yet the Spirit is saying, don't get yourself in a hole. 
So am I going to listen to wisdom and discretion? Or am I going to listen to the government who wants you to just keep on getting in debt to bail them out? Does that make any sense? So, so, you know, just because they're saying this is the perfect time to buy, what does wisdom say? Pray about it. Ask God. It, resourceful. What makes one resourceful? Able to think out plans for action so that you're not easily led astray or seduced to what others say or others' ways. Listen to this. Discretion means a looking on the inward, not an outward. A looking on the inward and not an outward. Amen. Now, the third word that we're going to study on wisdom is the word guidance. Say that with me, guidance. Let me ask you something. Uh, I'd like, if y'all can, if y'all start sitting closer on Wednesdays, does anybody have a comment they like to say on discretion? Anybody think of an example or something on discretion? Anybody has a comment or a revelation that comes to your mind? Sis? Could you explore discretion and relationships? Well, I mean, that's one of the bases of what we're talking about, about being careful about, you know, are they out for something? Do they want to be my friend just so they can get out of me? Because they, they, they know I cook good. They know uh, we have this, we do that, whatever it may be. What, what is the real reason that they're all of a sudden wanting to be my friend? So that has to do with relationships. Marriages, it helps you discern against manipulation and uh, different things like that, so... I think it has a lot to do with relationship. There are a lot of traps. In Lots of traps in relationship. Anybody ever had a trap in a relationship? Well, y'all are a very participating group tonight. Okay, I see. This is going real far. <laughs> okay, listen. Right now, everybody just take a deep breath. Ah, it's okay. We're not talking about you. We're not talking about me. You had your hand up? Yeah. And so, therefore, in the example you were talking about, if, you know, if sister needs a ride to work or to church or whatever, let call another sister and let her, you know, mm-hmm. another sister instead of you putting yourself in that position. Yeah, well, they could speak evil of you. Yeah, because, yeah, man, they talk about you enough. You don't need to give people more fuel for the fire. Huh? You got something, bro? Yes, sir. Uh, it also says... If somebody wants to come borrow something and you know they're going to tear it up, discretion says don't loan it to them. But come on. The word says loan it to them anyway, even if they don't bring it back. Yeah, yeah, but discretion says. Because how bad do you, how bad do you want it? I mean, it's your drill, you know, and you know, the, you've been had four. It's like I, I tell people when they lend me a book, you know, just I've got one book already lent to me. Don't let me know more because I'll forget who gave it to me. Brother Tom? Come on, don't even don't even have the look or the appearance of evil. That's right. That's right. That's right. Even the appearance of evil. That's right. Discretion. I mean, you know, I know a lot of good-hearted Christians that'll lend you their vehicle and have it brought back broken. Well, do you keep lending out vehicles? No, because you're called to be a steward over what God's given you. Well, that's not love if you don't lend to God. says lend it to them. Well, you done broke two of them. Give them back working condition. And maybe you get one lent to you. Because we all have a reputation. One more question. I wanted to get to the relationship thing again. What I did by the trap was, and I'm not talking about necessarily, but entering into relationships that are not godly. Of 
Amen. Every argument. Every argument, every party. Yeah. Yeah. That's a snare. Snare. To try to disrupt the peace that Jesus died Yeah. You know, like yeah, that's that, that's true. And another good point. And another good point. How many times will two friends try to get you in the middle? To try to, you know, why aren't you on my side? I happened the first few months I came here. I was just a brand new pastor here in town. Uh, two preachers called me because they were having a squabble, very well-known squabble here in the area. And they called me to get in the middle. I said, listen, I love you both, but I'm not getting in the middle of you two. You know, y'all have it out on your own. I'm not a referee. I'll, I'll let God handle y'all. I got my own problems. Amen. So, you know, you do have to be careful in relationships. Kids play one parent against the other. And you have to discern, you know. What are you doing? Yeah. Disturb. Rob your peace. Rob your love. That's right. That's right. Let's go to the next word right quick. Guidance. And if you're taking notes, it's T-A-H-B-U-L-A. And I want you to look with me in Proverbs chapter 1, verse 5. And uh, it says, A wise man will hear and increase learning. Will hear and increase learning. A man of understanding will attain wise counsel. How many are open for counsel? Amen. This word guidance here, you can write this down. It means counsel. It means direction. Write that down. Direction. Advice. This word guidance means counsel. It means direction. It means advice. How many know you've got to discern even in advice and directions that you get from people? Instruction. Enlightenment. Write that down. Enlightenment. Enlightenment. Guidance means information. This was interesting. Hints. Anybody ever just listen to somebody, you get a few hints about, oh, wow, yeah, that's it. That's right. Hints. It's also, guidance is also the word for leadership. Managing. To oversee, to manage and to oversee. That's, that's in areas of guidance. And once again, let's take that point. Uh, management in, 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 for example, in vehicles or in things that people may ask you to lend them. And, and you know that they've returned things broken before to you. Well, that's about management. Guidance tells me to work with discretion. Discretion tells me it's going to happen again. So guidance tells me to tell them in love that I'm not able to uh, lend you this. Now, the word guidance also means navigation. How many have a GPS? Thank God for GPS. Well, navigation, that's what guidance is. It means this. The art of steering through any... I love this now. Get ready. Navigation. Guidance. We need this right now really strong. It is... The art of steering... You need some water? The art of steering... Through any confusion of life. Write that down. The art of steering through any confusion of life. How many times? Oh, I'm so confused. I'm confused on this matter. I don't know what to do with this matter. Guidance wants to guide you to where the trophies are. I'll give you an example. 
You've seen, uh, some of y'all might have been, anybody ever been on a safari in Africa? Anybody? No. Oh, y'all been on safaris? Shooting? Guns or cameras? Camera safari. Okay. Did you have a guide? Okay. Did you, did you take pictures of the animals? Did you put them on the wall? Did you take pictures of the guide? No. Thank you. You're perfect. Mm. You did good. They took pictures of the animals, but they didn't take a picture of the guide. But without the guide, they never would have had the pictures of the animals. You go kill animals, you stuff them, put them on the wall. Nobody ever stuffed the guide. It's against the law. But, 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 but watch this. We give so much attention to the prize, but it's the guide that gets us to the prize. But we're focusing on the trophy, but we can't get to the trophy without the guide. And so many times you're so praying, oh, what's the answer? Should I do this or should I do that? Should I do this? Should I do that? Well, instead of focusing on the answer, thank you, Spirit of God, for guidance. To break confusion, because listen, confusion is a very strong thing that, that sometimes we have to combat against. The spirit of confusion. For example, the word says in, in 1 Corinthians 1, 1 Corinthians 14, 33, For God is not the author of confusion, but of what? Peace. He's not the author of confusion. Uh, 1 Corinthians, uh, I'm sorry, James 3, 16. For where envy and strife is, there is confusion and every evil work. Confusion is a work of the enemy. And it speaks about a falling into a web and not knowing how to get out. And so it's so important that, that we get a hold of wisdom and we ask for guidance to guide us out of the area that we're confused in, out of the confusion or the confused mess we might have got ourselves into. And confusion, it says, opens up for every evil work. When you find confusion, you find defensiveness. You're scared, you're worried. Why are we arguing? Why are we fighting? What's going on? And a lot of times you find out there's, there's a big decision in the family. Loss of memory. Arguments. Worry. Lack of direction. Lack of purpose. How can you have a purpose if you're confused about what you're supposed to be doing anyway? Uh, trance-like states just staring out. Why? Because you're confused. Aimlessness. Emotional disturbance. Perplexity. Feelings of discontentment, resentment, lack of goals, strife, clutter, distractions, nervousness, double-mindedness, shame, envy, spite, strife, bafflement, uproar, embarrassment, humiliation, awkwardness. All of this fits into the area of confusion. There are emotions and things that just eat away and rob our peace and rob our joy. And how many of you know our Lord is a Prince of Peace? But where there's confusion, there's every evil work. So we have to guard against confusion. So what, did the wisdom, what is wisdom telling us to use against confusion? Guidance. Guidance. You're dating two guys. One's a Christian, one's not. Guidance. Marry the Christian. You want, you're, you're looking at two jobs. Guidance. You know, where does God want me? How do I fit in? Where would I be most useful? So we, we break these areas of confusions. Guide guidance through these different areas of our life. It means it equips one to be able to put the foot in the right place in a confused and entangled situation. That's what it gives in the Hebrew definition. 
It enables one to put the right foot. David said in Psalms, my feet do not slip. Because wisdom and guidance is helping me put my foot in the right place. Even in the midst of a confused, entangled situation, I'm, I'm able to walk through this. One of the things when my wife and I first moved to Central America, we had a church down the Moho River. I've told you all about it a lot of times. We'd go down there, and go down in canoes and sleep in hammocks and all that. And the thing about the Moho River was the natives, uh, they lived along there, the mines and the Ketchi. And we had our church down there. And they asked me to go with them on a trip. It was about 5 o'clock in the afternoon. We were going to go farther down the river, so we did. And it, we got to our destination a few hours later down the river, winding river, big old iguanas and everything else here and there, and just chum. I mean, it looked like the Amazon. Anyway, it's dark. And no headlights, no lights. Just a nice sized canoe with a motor. And we get in there and he opens it up. And I'm looking as I'm straining as hard as I can because I remember floating logs. I remember stumps. I remember curves. And I'm holding on to that dugout on both sides. And he's just turning those curves and he's going down that river and it's pitch dark. All there is is the moon. And I'm talking about over an hour in the dark going fast. But the boy was raised on that river. He knew every bend. He knew every part of that river. You know what? We made it back fine. I was so happy to get back to land. I fell in the creek. I fell in the river. When we got to the landing, I was going to get out of that boat so bad, I fell in the river. I slept wet that night in the hammock. But you know what? He knew that river by heart. The Holy Spirit sees what we can't see. I couldn't see nothing coming back that night. But that guide got me home safely. I don't understand the situation. I'm all, I'm all wrapped up. I'm all confused. But hold, Lord, I may be confused, but thank God you're not. Did I tell you about that guy who stepped in and prophesied in Lafayette when I was a kid? Thus say the Lord, I know ye, my people are confused, but do not worry because I am too. How many know he missed it? Because God does not confuse. It's not confused. He's not the author of confusion. But it means to put the foot in the right place in a confused and tangled situation. Guidance is to think a problem and determine the best course of response and to steer successfully according to plan. Isn't that good? That's real good. Amen. It talks about uh, in, in a... Proverbs eleven fourteen, where there is no counsel, the people uh, fall. It talks about the nation will fall or rise. Now, um, it talks about trouble comes. You may not understand the reason, but you fast and you pray and you repent because you know sins open the door for the enemy. It talks about wisdom and guidance being the commander to lead and to guide you to make your life effective and victorious. Uh, it uh, talks about a strategy, talks about keeping you on course. And uh, I'm, I'm out of time here, but let me give you the fourth, just the fourth one and, and just touch a few points here. Can I do that? The fourth one is sound judgment. Sound judgment. I, I read this in, a, in a, uh, one of my books. A man's judgment is no better than the information that he has. So don't trust your wife. Look who she married. <laughs> Judgment. 
You can write down 1 Corinthians 10, 12 through 14. Uh, it talks about that, that, <laughs> that he says, There is no temptation but it will come to man that he will not be able to lead you out. If you're here tonight and you're battling with something in, 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 your, in your life, thank God that sound judgment will be able to lead you out. Amen. Now, I'm not going to go through uh, everything about this right now, but it means effectiveness in getting results. How many want to get results? Effectiveness in getting results, the ability in practical affairs, and it opens up to authority and it opens up to power. Now, one of the interesting things that um, that comes out here in, in Proverbs 8.14, that is sound judgment. I'll just give you this one scripture and I'll finish with 8.14 and then we'll take up next week. It means that the word of God, sound judgment is the tool that one can use to conquer the evil inclination, the temptation of the enemy. It's the counsel that saves one from persuasions that are able to weaken one. It's the understanding to repulse and to flee what could strengthen and overcome. Is this something the Bible says, flee youthful lust? Flee this, flee that. Sound judgment means to flee that which is able to strengthen. How many of you remember the hurricanes? They, they sit in the Gulf and they strengthen. Well, this is what sound judgment is. Before you allow something to just be over you and gain strength, you get sound judgment to be able to bring it down before it strengthens and brings you down. Isn't that interesting? It's the counsel in identifying the evil inclinations. And once they're recognized to receive the strength to overcome. Now, they say something here in the Hebrew about as we get uh, divine uh, sound judgment, that the sin weakens and, and the spirit of God strengthens on the inside of us. And that we will have places of dominion through the word of God and that his word is the perfect remedy for evil. That uh, he is able to give you sound judgment. Write this down. Sound judgment is the antidote to the temptation. Sound judgment is the antidote to temptation. And, and let me just finish with this point because I can see that there's too much there and we'll be here too long tonight. Uh, but I'll go into more detail next week. Sound judgment speaks of getting discretion, guidance, and sound judgment and picturing them each as a rope and twisting them together. That instead of just being a string that is able to break, when you twist the three together, a three-plied cord is not easily broken. And they have a proverb in, 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 with the Hebrews, with the rabbis, and it goes like this. The men stood before this great pool of cl crystal clear water, and they all desired to drink from the water. But there was no way to get down in the well to get the water till someone came and took a rope from each man standing there, wove it together, and then he was able to get the water from the well and bring it back up to the people. It's not just a matter of just having sound judgment. It's not just a matter of having guidance. It's not just a matter of having discretion. The wisdom is the seven different words we've been studying because we need all seven of these things operating and functioning in our life. Why does my life keep falling apart? Why do things 
keep falling apart and not working out. Where am I failing? Well, that's why we're, we're taking the time in these words. And I know I've been taking some time on them, but I feel like it's too important to just go too fast over these words because every one of them is so important and they all work together. And if we just lean on one, it can break on us or we can fall. But if we twist them all together, we'll have a rope that will be able to stand the weight of us and what and, and our family and our jobs and our homes and the ministry that we will be able to stand and not break. And, and, and that's, this is what God is wanting church. There's too many victims in the body of Christ when we are called more than conquerors. There's too much victimization. There's too many things that are happening to good people. The enemy just seems to have too many opportunities to steal, to kill and destroy. And he is an enemy and he is bloodless and, and he is merciless and he is out to get everything he can. And so many times it seems like, Pastor, why am I failing? Why am I going through this? Why are there these reoccurring things? But I believe that God wants to, the body of Christ to wake up to the true source of wisdom and guidance and sound judgment and discretion. Because too long we say, Lord, I just thank you for giving me wisdom. And, you know, we just, well, I just got wisdom. It's not just wisdom. It's all that wisdom implements. It all that, it, all that wisdom means. It's the guidance. I thank you, Lord, for the guidance. See, you so many people, I don't know how to pray. Well, just start praying these four words. I thank you, Lord God, for sound judgment. I thank you for discretion. I thank you that I'm able to see the trap as it's being set before me. I thank you that I'm able to discern the truth behind this relationship. I thank you that I have discretion about lending out my things. That, that Lord, you're giving me discretion so that I don't open the door for more bitterness and angry and say, all those people want to do is use me because they found out that I have a mechanic shop. And so every brother and his sister comes around asking for my craftsman tools and or my botch tools and they never bring them back. And, and, and these just want to come and just want to uh, borrow some guns and never give them back or or whatever it is. Thank you, Lord, for discretion. Thank you, Lord, for guidance. It's not about what I'm looking to get, but it's, Lord, I praise you, the Spirit of guidance is even teaching me how to walk through confused areas of my life that have, have entangled me. Maybe it was my own fault I'm entangled. But guidance can get me out of even the own trap I've set for myself. Have you ever got yourself in a place where you, how did I get here? Well, thank God. God says, well, you got yourself there, but I'm going to get you something to get you out. Hallelujah. It's guidance. I will guide you and I will lead you. And so many times someone listening to this CD, you may be saying, I'm stuck in this relationship. I don't know how to get out of this relationship. I knew I shouldn't have did this. I know I knew I shouldn't have do, knew that. I've been told about soul ties. I was told about this. I was told about that. How am I going to get out of this? Guidance will untangle the web, even that we ourselves and the weakness of our flesh has weaved. Hallelujah. And sound judgment will establish and build us. He who is able to build you up so that you're not able to fall. Yes, hallelujah. It's time to stop falling. And there's the alarm. Somebody, that's the alarm went off. That's enough. Hallelujah. Let's stand up.